Welcome to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. My name is Heidi Bartolotta. I'm your host. In this podcast, you will hear real women, real stories, and real inspiration. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. Hello, I'm here today with Wendy, and you have been in real estate for... 16 plus years as a broker. That's true. Very successful. Um, I guess I'll start out with what did you do prior? What led you into real estate? I should add you're a mom of seven children, yes. three that you actually give birth to. That's true. <laughs> Four so you have that just came along. <laughs> you have a very, very, very full life. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Um, but real estate, I literally got into by accident, um, without a doubt. I was actually in the middle of a divorce. Uh, and at the time, interest rates were very different than what we see now. My interest rate was like 9%. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> afford the payment on my own. So I had to refinance. Within that process, I ended up talking to the builder that had originally built the house. He, I, We just were conversating about the situation. Uh, and he said, hey, have you ever thought about being a real estate agent? And I said, uh, is it full time and how much does it pay? Right. Because I, I have got to figure some stuff out with me and my my single mom life here. Uh, and he laughed and kind of took me under his wing and said, I can't get you a job, but I can get you an interview. Um, interviewed with three agents that were uh, starting their own brokerage uh, and became their assistant. Um, so that's kind of how real estate started. Before that, I had been working in um, at Hewlett Packard in different types of administrative roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just trying, I worked in the call center for a while, just kind of learning, learning. that corporate world environment. Mm-hmm. So then switching to real estate was like an entirely different culture. Right. Um, I had never really been around a lot of sales up until, up until then. So it was a very big turn of events. Well, and so different going from a corporate environment to more of an entrepreneurial environment. But even if you're working for someone in yeah. an entrepreneurial environment, it's different, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I bet absolutely. you learned a lot of lessons early on. Yeah. I, you know, I always tell people this, especially other agents that come to me with questions, you know, they talk about, well, how did you first get started in real estate? And I said, well, my first 18 months look very different than yours ever will. We had our, they had their own brokerage. So I had to learn not just about sales and real estate, but luckily I had a graphic design degree because I did all of their marketing materials. Mm. You know, I did all of the accounts payable, accounts receivable. I learned about ledger cards. I had to take all the broker classes before I was ever a licensed agent to understand what it was that I was supposed to be looking for, auditing files. I mean, it was it was literally a different world that I had jumped into. Well, I feel like you got like a crash course in business. Yes, yeah. very much yeah. so. And probably served you in a huge way when you moved into your own brokerage, yes. right? I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It changed everything about the way that I think I I would have been I don't know that I would have been as successful as I have been had I not had that great foundational knowledge. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, obviously real estate is one of those things that I think, especially as women, I think every single one of us has thought, oh, 
maybe I should go into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you look at the stats on how many are actually successful. Yeah. And it's a little bit of an eye opener, I will say. Yeah. Um, what would you say to that? You know, our audience is a lot of aspiring six-figure earners, right? right? And you're in that multiple six-figure category. If you were looking at a woman that's contemplating real estate, what advice would you give? I think the most important thing is that you really have to know what you want and what your why is for why you're doing this, because this job is so hard mm-hmm. um, that it is very grinding in the way of, uh, you know, you can't be afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. You can't be timid to ask. Um, You can't be timid to have conversations. I literally have conversations with everyone in the grocery store. You know, I just, I I don't know how to not talk to people at this point Mm -hmm. about any random thing, Um, which is a little awkward in in the current times, but I still do it. It doesn't seem to matter. (laughs) Not if you have a mask on. Right. I still seem to have conversations (laughs) with just about everyone. Um, But I think that is probably the one thing that I find when I'm talking to new agents they're just like, well, what do you even say? To you don't people? just stick a sign in a yard and sell a house, right? Right. <laughs> there is definitely a lot of grind behind the scenes. People mm-hmm. think I'm, you know, out and about all the time. I spend way more time marketing and doing calls and things like that from my desk than I ever do standing in front of a client. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there is so much research that has to be done. I think I talk a lot about. Um, you know, the, the, being a lawyer on television, for mm. example, you see them in the courtroom, but that's literally like a 10th tiny, of, tiny, the, of yeah. their life, of mm-hmm. their career. Uh, and real estate is very much the same way. Yes, I'm out there showing houses or, or taking listing agreements or whatever, but a lot of that time is sitting and doing research, making phone calls, trying to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. what are the, the water rights? Do we have artesian wells? Do we have, you know, like there's so many different things that, that you have to consider um, when you're taking care of usually people's most expensive purchase that they're ever going to make in their life. And I super mean, this emotional. Is big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that your, your stint in the corporate environment, do you think that that gave you any, and the answer could be no, but I always like to ask, you know, your, what you did before you moved into what you did, what you're doing now do you think that that gave you any foundation? Do you think that there were things that you learned there that really helped you as you moved into a more entrepreneurial environment? Yeah, absolutely. I think number one thing that I learned, especially from my call center days, was customer service. The mm-hmm. way that you talk to and treat other people, mm-hmm. everyone has questions. Everyone is looking for something in their life. All you have to do is find out what that is in order to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So a a lot of times, you know, I was on the phone with a client. There's a dead time where I'm waiting for something to come up, you know, on the screen or what have you. And I always took that opportunity to smile and ask them something personal about themselves. And so I think that that experience in a call center completely transformed the way that I speak to people. That's such such a great lesson. Yeah. Because one of the things that I always tell people is, I feel like 
you can hear when people are smiling. Yeah. You really do sense it differently, right? But Absolutely. How, how interesting, because I would think that most people would say, oh, call center. Like, I was happy to get out of there. Or, <laughs> But one of the lessons that I have learned in interviewing all of these amazing women is that I think one of the biggest skill sets that I see in women that are successful is they take the things that others might seem as negative or a failure and they always learn yeah. from it. They, they, they always end up pulling some lesson out of it. Yeah. That it's a different mindset, right? It absolutely yeah. is. Um, I, I even specifically remember and think about this to this day. They had us during training. We had a clip on mirror onto our monitor and we were actually taught to smile in the mirror when we oh answered the phone. So that was one of the things that that really made that stick in my head. So I'm always, even now, you know, I think about got a smile when That's I'm getting on the phone. so intelligent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it does make a difference and it does translate for sure. That, mm-hmm. that welcoming friendliness, I think, absolutely comes across on mm-hmm. the phone. So I have a couple questions that I ask all of my interviewees. And here's one that, um, do you remember when you hit six figures and do you remember emotionally as a woman what that felt like? Oh, I do. I remember, as a matter of fact, mine came in a very unique way. I had only been selling. So I had I had spent almost two years on the admin side of the business, mm-hmm. got my license, started actually selling. It was... Uh, barely about six or seven months into selling. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been blessed enough to know a lot of farmers in the area. I had one in particular who had um, decided that they were getting out of farming, going to sell their farm. Mm-hmm. So I had a big piece of land mm-hmm. uh, that he trusted me with. Knowing I was greener than green, he still said, I trust you. I know that That's you will awesome. work hard for this. Uh, I know that you'll do your research and uh, do your best job for me. So he trusted me with that and ended up um, letting me sell that piece of land. I connected with a developer um, through that piece of land and then three others that followed right afterward uh, that I listed. Um, And in that one sale, one sale was a $108,000 commission. So I hit it in an instant. Mm -hmm. And it was so overwhelming. I couldn't even believe that something like that was possible. I had been working for $12 an hour, $13 (laughs) an hour for years in the corporate environment. Uh It was literally life-changing. Yeah. That's such an interesting perspective, right? Because for most people, it's more of a build. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not like you're here and now you're way over here. Yeah. So that shift, what did that shift do for you mentally? Because that had to have been, it had to play some games with you. Yeah, it definitely did. But it the one thing that it did for me that I will never forget is I realized what was possible. Yep. In that instant, I was like, mm-hmm. this is a life that I can build. Mm-hmm. Um because that's a one-time event. I knew it was a one-time event, mm-hmm. and I was going to have to continue to work to make more happen. Um, and I got to experience the build later, mm-hmm. because shortly after that, the market tanked. We went into the Great Recession. <laughs> it's like, here's um, the reality. Right. Like, <laughs> just so you know, 
money doesn't rain off the trees like this usually. So squirrel it away, and <laughs> we're going to do it the real way. So I did get to experience that、mm-hmm. as well. So、um, learning, you know, learning what is possible, though, I think really gave me the confidence、mm-hmm. to continue to move forward, even when it got really, really hard. Such a such a huge lesson. Honestly, we should like teach a course on that because、yeah. I think that power of possibility is. I know for me for years that's what drove me、yeah. right. And when you when you've seen it when you've grasped it like you did early on, I mean it's such a huge thing. I, I want that for women sometimes.、Yeah. Sometimes I look at them and be like, I just want you to believe it's possible for you, right? I know. And I yeah, it's so interesting because I'm not sure. How to give that to someone?、Mm-hmm. That belief, that vision that you know in your gut.、Mm-hmm. Because I never doubted it. I, never again. I、yeah. never once doubted it was possible again. And you watch, you watch it turn on for people. It's a really, really cool and very powerful thing. Yeah. So you made a huge sale, and I think there's a lot of people that in that scenario. Would probably go buy the expensive car or buy the expensive purses or and and then just kind of assume that it was going to happen for them、yeah. again, right? Yeah. Did you make that mistake?、Uh, I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. I had never like I hadn't seen that much money in a five year period, much less in one in one moment.、Um, so I. Sp- It happened right before Christmas, so I spoiled my children rotten. Everyone got new furniture.、Um, we moved into a new house.、Uh, literally, did all the things that you should never do.、Um, I did put some of it away.、Um, I squirreled about a third of it away, but two thirds of it I literally blew in less than six months.、Um, so I got to have that experience. I think you know everybody does that at least once. You blow things that、mm-hmm. that you. Don't normally do,、um, but I definitely learned some valuable lessons for that、um, because I bought that house and all of those things happened at the very end of 2006.、Mm. Well, 2007 is when the recession hit.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my whole entire life changed yet again, and I had to learn the importance of my acorns and the the importance of striving every day to keep. Keep、mm-hmm. going.、Um, I would say probably the most painful part of that was not understanding what was happening in 2007,、mm-hmm. not being able to get my feet underneath me,、mm-hmm. um, and so that was that was definitely a, a struggle.、Uh, but I just firmly still believed once it happened, it would happen again. And in 2008, I sold another big property. So, do you think that it inspired you to have the work ethic to create、yes. that? Because what I hear is, okay, you know, I I made a mistake, I learned from it, but a lot of times, what will happen is people almost shut down in、yeah. it instead of, okay, what can I do? So the work ethic came、yes. out for you, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, your your work ethic that had been there the whole time just、yeah. really spun up. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I can definitely say that work ethic was something that that I have always had,、mm-hmm. um, even in college. So I I really wanted to get things going.、Uh, I ended up quitting high school, getting my GED, so I could start college right away,、mm-hmm. um, and. 
was taking between 20 and 24 credits a semester, really trying to push through and getting it done and ended up graduating college when I was 19. So that work ethic has been something that has been with me pretty much my whole life. Yeah. One of the quotes that I love is you can always outwork the other person. And I think sometimes I look at people and they're like, I want this, I want this. And I'm like, it's work ethic. Like you can outwork everyone if you want to. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I say that to my kids a lot too, (laughs) which I'm sure they don't appreciate at the time. (laughs) The kids never appreciate our best quotes, right? (laughs) Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. You have a lot of children. To yeah. me, it's a lot of children <laughs> because I have two. So right. seven just sounds completely overwhelming to me, but you obviously manage it very well. What is what is your one tip to those moms out there that maybe have three or four and you know they're working, they're trying to balance? What what would your what would your advice be? Yeah. Well, I think I think first of all, work-life balance is something that's very, very personal. What what work-life balance looks like to me may not be working for you. That may be, mm-hmm. you know, overdoing it. Uh, I get told by my friends all the time that I should rest, and I just don't think that they understand my life at all. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing is that personal connection time with my kids was always something that was super important. We had um, daughter skip days or um, son skip days where I would actually pull them out of school and have some one-on-one time with me and just that one child. Mm -hmm. And I think those moments are the things, first of all, that they remember the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And second of all, it just made sure that they always knew that they were my priority. Mom may have to work long hours. They told me all the time, the last thing I want to be is a real estate agent because I don't want to work as much as you. (laughs) So they definitely got to see that. Mm -hmm. But they both had that. Uh, My two that have been with me the majority of my life, because some of them are stepkids and came longer, those two have the craziest work ethic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my son is an electrical engineer and super successful. He owns two duplexes at the age of 20. Twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter is going to school full time and working a job full time. They just understand that that's what it takes if you want to succeed. Yeah, you modeled that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Yeah. I think modeling is so important. It's the best teacher. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another question. So, is there a book, a podcast? Is there when you are speaking to? You know, I know that you work with a lot of younger realtors and you mentor and train. When you're speaking to someone that's younger in their career, whether it's in real estate or not, is there something that you recommend to people? There is. Uh, it's the the author is a little controversial. He's not uh, not your typical. Plus. First of all, he's a man, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was the first book that I ever read on personal development. I will tell you, I absolutely lived in a victim mentality in my Mm -hmm. early 20s. I didn't even know that's what it was. I had no inkling. I had never been subjected to any personal development. I didn't know what that was, Mm -hmm. but there was a bright yellow book um, that was sitting on the stand when I walked into Hastings. I don't even remember what I was doing there, but looking for something, this bright yellow book just jumped off the shelves at me and it was called Shut Up, Stop Whining and Get a Life. And I was like, 
Okay. I was so taken <laughs> aback by the by just by the title,、um, and I picked it up and I read the whole entire thing in three days. It literally changed who I am as a person. It was a lesson in if you don't like your life, it is your responsibility to change it. There is no white knight that's coming to save you.、Mm-hmm. No one's going to make it all work for you. You have to do this,、mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think anyone had ever told me that before. It's interesting because being women in,、um, you know, in the corporate environment or in an entrepreneurial venture, which is what both of you, both of us are in, I think that that's a really bold message.、Mm-hmm. It is, <laughs> and I have to tell you, you kind of stumps me because it's one of the first books that anyone has ever thrown at me that I haven't read yet. Yeah. So now I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. yeah. It's、That's、fantastic.、Awesome. I have extra copies. I'll just bring、okay. you one. Okay. I literally keep <laughs> extra copies because it was such a life changing moment. And、yeah. I think if anyone can get to the point where they take one hundred percent personal responsibility for、mm-hmm. themselves, that's where the magic is. And it's so、Absolutely. powerful.、Mm-hmm. It's empowering. That's、mm-hmm. yeah. It that's is so cool. So what am I not asking you? Oh, you know, I think the the biggest thing for me、um, in In any of the lessons that I've ever learned, is that 100% it is about your attitude about the circumstance. It's never ever the circumstance. I have, I have buried a child. I have had been through multiple divorces. I have had, I have had almost everything thrown at me in this lifetime, and I'm telling you, I am so happy. And grateful for every one of those experiences because it made me who I am today.、Uh, I wouldn't be able to run the business and take on employees and do all the things that I do on a regular basis had I not had the struggles that I've had. And I know that's so cliche to say, but it really is so true. And I think it one hundred percent comes down to I choose. To have a positive attitude about it, I choose to take whatever I can out of every experience、mm-hmm. and move forward. It's that's so it's so powerful and gut wrenching. You had not told me about it,、um, <laughs> but I one of the things that I described about you when I was talking to someone after you and I met was you can tell that you can tell when someone is at peace. With who they are, yeah, and when people aren't, right, yeah, and you definitely in your presence, you're definitely at peace with who you are, and、yeah. I love that. So you mentioned that leading up to that first major real estate sale for you, you you were mainly in hourly positions that paid you hourly, yes, right. And would you say that your mindset was different? When you were in those hourly roles, how did that change that drove you into this entrepreneurial role? I guess is what I'm asking, right? Because there's usually something that flips for people. That's like, I can do it. Yeah. What What was that for you? So, in looking back in hindsight, it's almost like it was laid out for me on a golden trail. So I had these hourly jobs. I end up going through this divorce. My whole life changes. Everything about it. I get this job working for these other agents. It's while I'm working there that I find this book、mm. 
that changes everything, which then, like it was watching my confidence get boosted over and over and over again Mm -hmm. throughout this two or three year process Mm -hmm. that really took me out of that victim mindset. I took responsibility for my actions. I took responsibility for where my life was going. Mm -hmm. That that three-year period was magic. It was the hardest three years I think I've ever been through, but it absolutely did change everything for me. It's so interesting that you say that because I think, especially given where we are right now, and there are so many people that, their jobs are shifting. Their lives are shifting. Things are definitely changing, yeah. right? And being able to look at that and almost just keep moving through it, knowing that the other side of this might be something exceptional that I never would have pushed myself towards had I not been forced to get uncomfortable, yeah. right? Because do you look back at your life and say, oh, I wish that divorce wouldn't have happened. I, I wanted to stay where I was. Yeah, no, never. Yeah. Never once. Yeah. yeah. And every time I ask someone that question, that's always the case. But the pain that you go through <laughs> is so bad. to get you. <laughs> and and most of the time it requires a lot of personal growth and personal yes. development, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's such a powerful lesson. Yeah, we have an absolute question and what you ask all the time in our house is, what is this trying to teach me? Because mm. I really don't like this. Mm-hmm. So what is it trying to teach me? Because I would like to learn the lesson as quickly as possible and move forward. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but it's such a great way to frame it yeah. instead of, oh, why is this happening to me? It's 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 an empowering question. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. And so I think awesome. until people get to that point in their life where they do look at it that way, they're never going to be able to do what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. So true. So you mentioned, I feel like there was a path laid out for me. Mm -hmm. And I think we probably have a lot of listeners that are saying, I don't see a path. Like the path isn't there. (laughs) So what would you say to them? Would you say, oh, just shut down and stay where you are or... What, what would your advice be? You know, definitely, I did not see the path when I was on it. <laughs> it is only in hindsight that it has been so obvious. Um, but I, I don't know that any of us can really see the path. We can see the next step. Um, but, but there are a lot of people that are out there that aren't, they're not open enough to see the next step. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be curious Curiosity is a key to anything creative or innovative Mm -hmm. or movement forward. You have to really be like, hmm, that's interesting. I've never thought about that before and move in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Or that's so interesting. I've never tried that before. Um, A Maya Angelou quote that I love comes to mind anytime I think about curiosity uh, and, and gratitude as well. And it says, what a wonderful day. I've never seen this one before. Mm. And that that is right in front of me every single day Mm. when I get to my desk because I want to be able to look at it with fresh eyes. It's not the same old, same old, same old. There is something new that can change everything in this day. Everything. Everything is just a decision away. I love that. I love that curiosity piece. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for doing this with me. I so appreciate it. Absolutely. I have enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. To learn more about Moms Making Six Figures, head over to momsmakingsixfigures.com. That's right, momsmakingsixfigures.com.